<laughs> Hello, come Episode 11. 11. You One know, more. we're going to be doing this will be episode 1242. It is. Do you know what? Today I was driving on and I was thinking like, oh, do you know what? When, when we do our, our 100th episode, it's got to be something really special. And I was thinking, and I was trying to work out, right, how many weeks is it going to be to our 100th? It's like, it's not far. It's three and a half months. That's it? Three and a half months to our 100th episode. So I was thinking. Judd Reed. You're coming on, buddy. <laughs> he'll, pro- he'll probably come on before then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'm thinking we like we have to go to Japan or something. It has to be a special one. <laughs> Wait, we can go to Okinawa. Okinawa. Check it out. <laughs> All right. So we said we would talk uh, about a, a question that came in in the comments. So this lady... Um, who left a comment i kind of cut it down a little bit here just to get what she, the essence of what she was saying her name was uh oh my god a french name Ma- molly i probably butchered that name i apologize to my to uh french listeners um but i i don't believe she lives in quebec though i think she's in uh, uh central to western canada um anyway she goes i am a young family trying i know i'm not gonna put a french ass <laughs> Come on, you're Canada. <laughs> I'm a young family trying to raise a young family on uh, with rough and tumble boys. Um, how to get them in? Or how to get into the next class when you're dog tired from the last class? So she has a lot of responsibilities. Young kids. Yeah. I don't know if those kids are are going to that class or not, but I, I, I she is herself. I know that. Uh, so how do you get there when you're dog tired from the last class? Uh, we've taken t- taken it to Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> Uh, so I think I, I have in, in a nutshell, as you're going to say in a nutshell, and I think, I think it's motiv- keeping motivated to keep him going, isn't it? Totally is. But, um, so I'm, I'm really guilty of this when I feel bad and I'm promoting today wearing my CKMA shirt, but you know, Sensei Steve has been running online classes mm-hmm. all through this pandemic and I was pretty strong with them up until... Well, for mo- for most of it, and then until we actually did actually around the holidays, around uh, Christmas holidays, we did some changing of the just furniture and stuff around, and it, it kind of changed my dojo space. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't really have space now unless I I go out of my way to move everything. So, but I don't find that's uh, still I feel like it's an excuse, and I'm gonna admit to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it like it's. I'm one of these people like I love being in the dojo with people and sweating and you I, feel I'm the same sure from someone else and you want to especially I'm older I want I want to compete with the young 20 year olds and things of that nature so I, I'm I'm pretty guilty of that and I feel bad for it um and it's anyway but now it, actually we've been open up a little bit so I start classes we start classes uh tomorrow in person so fingers crossed however awesome. So, but in order to stay motivated, so for me, so this, so one thing I will put out there is that even during this lockdown, I shouldn't put it out there because I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I had a backdoor key to, to, a, to a gym. <laughs> so I'll just leave that there. I won't say anything more around that. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's okay. It's a private building. You're going in there to do yeah, maintenance work, obviously. It was, you? I was by myself, whatever. Doing, doing maintenance work. Doing maintenance work. I was on the payroll. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> but there was days, and because I only had a specific window and a specific mm. time, there were days I did not want to go. 
And I actually would think of, and we talked about on the show before, David Goggins, <laughs> the yeah. crazy ex-Navy SEAL guy in the States and that, who, who, oh man, he's he's great. But he talks about how he wanted to go for a run, but not wanting to. He was sitting there for like 20 minutes staring at his shoes. I was kind of in the same boat myself. Yeah. I, I, it's so easy to fall out of the routine of training. It is. But if you do, man, if you fall out, it is so hard to get back in. It, yeah. it, the road coming back is so much further or longer than the road yeah. coming out. And I, I'm the same as you. I am an expert procrastinator. <laughs> I, I listen. I can teach it. I can show you it how it doesn't work. How it doesn't even look like you're procrastinating. Like I'll be going through playlists, getting the music ready to train, and Susie'd be like, "You've been doing that for forty minutes." I'm like, "I can't just jump into training. I need the right song track." Right now, leave me be. It's another twenty-five minutes. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I do that too. You got to have this right song mix. (laughs) (laughs) So it is. So procrastinating. It's the same. The same with everything. It's the same. You're like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out for a run. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do something. You're right. I'm gonna do it. I'm definitely doing it tonight. But I've just had dinner, so I can't do it yet. I'll um, I'll do it in a couple of hours. When I chill. When I, you know, my food has gone down. Oh well, the baby hasn't gone to bed yet. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do. I'll have to do. I'll do a double run tomorrow. Double one. We're making up. Yeah. Tomorrow never comes. No. So I I have been pretty good about even the days I don't feel like it, just doing it. So I would say that you know what the advice I would give this lady is the same. And my partner Ariel, she says to me, you know, every time you you don't want to do it afterwards, you always you feel much better. Oh, yeah, it amazing, is amazing, man. Amazing. No matter if it's doing karate or doing lifting or doing whatever, I always you orphans are going. I feel like a thousand dollars and I just a million bucks. I feel amazing. Well, I, I think this lockdown has messed everyone up. It's messed with everyone's heads. Um, and I'm I, I'm lucky in a sense. I've got a good grounding of training. So we're almost 30 years of training. So I've always trained and I've always trained hard the Kyokushin way. So I'm, I've, I've got a natural fitness as well. I'm quite naturally fit and naturally strong. So I'm lazy as well with training. So I cannot train for a couple of months and then jump straight back into it. And within a week or two, I'm fine. I'm back where I was. That's true. Yeah. You, yeah. I understand. But then, but then that makes that, that makes me lazy. Because oh, because like, you know it can always come back. Yeah. So you're like, I don't, I don't need to go train. Listen, and I say this to Susie all the time because she's like, oh, you haven't trained for two. Listen. I don't need to train. I can jump into this and go with anyone. I can just jump into it and do it right away. And like, I'll jump in with one of her sessions. I'll do it. I'll half kill myself doing it though. I think I'm panting. I'm going, she's like, are you okay? Are you going to have a heart attack? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to have a fucking heart attack. I'm fine. I'll finish it. <laughs> and it, but it is, but it's so, so I, I always I give myself uh, like training partners, which is, believe it or not it's very hard for me to get these days but i'll always try and have training partners so you have to go hard why because of covid or just in general people don't want to train with me for some reason don't know some people don't like training hard you need to think about that (laughs) it's not me it's everybody else (laughs) no but when i'm pretty i am pretty uh when i'm training i'm training we're not here to fuck about. We're training. I agree with um, you. That's the way. And when a lot of people get together and they, they want to have a talk and have a, have a listen, 
We're not here to have a talk and a mess about. We have a laugh, but we're here to train. So I want to get the push-ups in. You hold the bag, wedge yourself into a corner, and let me tee off on you. Totally agree. Totally so agree. not everyone likes that that level of intensity. So when I do train, it's intense because that's all I've known. There's no like, oh, we'll take it easy. We'll do a little bit of that. And I'm like, listen, I haven't trained for three months. So now that we're here, we're going to smash this for three hours. Totally agree. I, I even yeah. get frustrated when I, now that the gyms are open, I'm going there. I even get frustrated with that. Like, so I went today, today was leg day for me. And I went to, went to the gym and honest to God, man, see watching people around going through the motions just drives me insane. Like, why are you even here? Why are you here? And, and then sometimes they'll, they're, they're paying for a trainer. Our coach. Yeah. yeah. And I feel bad for the coach. Like, it's, it's, it's very but, I, but I suppose as well, that is better than nothing. I suppose. At least, they do, at least they, they're doing a little bit of something. Um, I saw, yeah. uh, although I did see this. So there's a coach there that I know, Adam, great coach. And so he's, he's running a one on one with this woman. And man, they were going through almost like a kind of a CrossFit type of uh, circuit. And they were hitting everything, and I was like, "Holy cow!" I said to Adam, "Man, she's she's a machine. This you'll appreciate this." He's like, "Yeah, she's a firefighter." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, and and I'll I, you know I'll take the suits as well. Susan's Harry's wife is a firefighter, firefighter, guys. Yeah, and she's Eastern European, so she's got the double. <laughs> yeah, so 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 I get it. I get it all the time. You're fat and you don't train. <laughs> so this so this is my motivation <laughs> to train. But it doesn't work. It just shames me into eating more. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that. So, I think when we got the dojo, you're there on the dojo nights, it's good. You can say, right, well, it's, it's, it's Monday and Thursday in stone. We've got to go. Monday we train, Thursday we train. It's there. Mm-hmm. And I, I always try to I'd be like, if I don't do it rigidly and I do it flippy floppy as if, yeah, well, I need to do two weight sessions this week. It could be any day. If it's any day, it'll be no day. So right. I'm like, no, Wednesday, Saturday. That's what Push I do. Push day on Wednesday, pull day on Saturday. I do the same. That's got to happen. Yeah, me too. I do the exact same thing. Yeah. And if it's if it and if it's kind of in stone, then you do it because you can't. You don't want to deviate from it. Well, I and but, I I feel so guilty then after, and I do this weird catch up thing and all. Yeah. Well, I feel guilty, but the guilt soon passes. <laughs> I, I might get last about ever. Oh, I should have gone training today. Oh, well. <laughs> but are we talking about weights or karate or both? Well, I mean, I love karate. If I could train karate every day with people, I would. See, is, I love it. This is where I'm, I feel a lot of, I feel really bad for my own sensei and for everything. Um, and, and honestly, people, I'm not going to lie. So today is my, my partner, her daughter. It's her birthday. So... I've had, <laughs> so I'm probably talking a little bit more than I would usually. Um, anyway, but I do, I feel like I let him down a bit because, there, and there are dedicated people who are doing the Zoom classes and stuff like that. And I, and, I, and I've come up with the excuses. I don't have the space and stuff. And I, I should have, I will say I have been training on my own though. I have, I've been, I, I, like I said, I had a secret place I could go do nah. stuff. I had bags. I was doing a lot of bag work and things of that nature. Um, and well, I bought, I bought a 200 pound stand-up bag. Oh yeah. I've used, I've used it once. 
I was like, I said, this is right. I'm going to buy this because I train on this every day. I'll be awesome. I've used it once. Okay. So I, I bought a Muay Thai bag, banana bag, and but I put in a basement. I hate being in that freaking basement. Right? It's just not, yeah, it sucks. But yeah. But one thing I did buy that was amazing. And we just bought it um, relatively recently. It was a rowing machine. Mm-hmm. I love that thing. And then uh, Nicholas Pettis gave me a workout to do, actually hitting that thing. So, And I took it religiously. So I'm doing it three days a week on that thing. And it's with a weighted vest as well, 20-pound weighted vest. Yeah. Killing me. Killing me. So I do three days of the cardio on the on the uh, rower and then three days of weights and then plus some kicking drills and stuff that I'm doing. So yeah. I am doing it, but I still feel bad that I haven't been doing it. Yeah, like we said about the Zoom classes, there's lots of people doing Zoom classes at the moment. I I don't do them. I, I don't pa- I don't participate in them and I don't put them on myself. Why? Mainly I get well, mainly because we're this space. I haven't got the space to do it. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. And and the timings are off. So they like then in the evening, I've come in from work. Sue's come in from work. We've got the baby. It's too busy. I'm not, you know, we can't be like, right, I'll be off for an hour in the garden with my phone training. So the timings don't work all the time. And I haven't, I haven't put on Zoom classes because I'm, I'm like, well, it's a crowd. It's already a crowded market. There's lots of people doing it. The stuff that I do is quite specialist. So we just wait till we open up and then we'll get back on the seminar circuit. I put the Backstreet videos out. Uh, so there's training. I know we've been, I haven't lately, but I, I'm going to start banging it now. Every week I'll be putting a Backstreet video out where we're doing some bag work or some sort of training or some little tips for people to practice on their own. I like that one, the recent one you put up there with the, the, uh, the power striking. The train for power. Yeah. Yeah, because people, do, we've, we've, I mean, it's normal to us in Kyokushin. It's mm-hmm. very natural for us to, to hit hard in Kyokushin. And, and it's hitting a shield on the body is different to hitting like a tie pad or, or a mitt. When you, you bang a mitt, the mitt goes flying. You can't hit it with power. When you hit someone in the chest solidly on a bag, you're really starting to generate power. Yeah. Uh, and I just think other styles, they don't have that. They don't do it. Yeah. They don't do it at all, really. They, they hit, bop, bop, they touch and come back. So I want to get people, well, if, when you train for power, when you bang someone in the, in the chin, you catch them, boom. You want to make sure they're going down. Speaking of which... Yes. You released a couple of videos. Which videos? <laughs> Whoa, no. Are we to, which which website are we talking about? <laughs> you know, you posted, or I, or at least, uh, no, they probably might have been posted from before, but you had uh, referred to them. Your a couple of your first fights in Kyokushin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm putting, I'm slowly, yeah, that's it. I still take that as a win. <laughs> I'm, uh, so on the Backstreet Karate page now that I've had for a while, but I've never put anything on there. The YouTube, the YouTube channel. It's a good uh, channel, and, man. Well, be- as we as we've now we've got the we've got our Real Talk channel. I mean, and that's going fantastic. That's jumped to like two hundred and twenty subscribers know, in you, a week and a half. It is, and I thought, well, the back the the karate the Backstreet Karate YouTube channel. I'd set it up, but never done it. And put like two or three videos up, and it had eighty subscribers. So I was like. Oh, well, I bet I need to start putting stuff on there. So what I've started doing is just uploading all of the videos that, that were on the Backstreet page. So, yeah, my, my first ever fight uh, was 1998, and I was 18 on the day. <laughs> I know, it was your really, birthday, too. That was awesome. I was, eight, I was 18 on the day, so I was really scrappy for it, and I wanted to it. The first round, I fought 
uh, a French Nidan who was about the same size as me. And we went through to an extension and it was a good fight, you know, and I won. The second round was that first video you've seen against a stocky Spanish guy yeah. who was, he was stronger than me. And if you want, he was coming into me and he was putting me under pressure. And I was like, oh, boom, 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 boom. Bang! Oh, <laughs> I, I, I did panic. I kind of panicked a bit because I was like, oh, this guy's a lot stronger than the other guy is. It was I, I was watching it. I didn't come in with it. a flurry. <laughs> <It's cool. laughs> uh, I still take that as a win. I think that was a good win. I was 18 on the day. Yeah. Can you... And then, then go ahead. No, I was just that. There was another one with a big guy, but you were put yeah. up to heavyweight. That was the, that was about uh, that was about five months after. So I was okay. still eighteen, yeah. and that was the 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 British that I'd fought in, even a novice category. So I went up to Leicester to fight in that, but there was no lightweights, and I was still lightweight. I was under seventy kilos. Yeah, there was, there was a no big middle, difference between you two. There was there was no middleweights. Yeah, there was only a, well, what we would call today a super heavyweight because he was about 120 kilos. Yeah, he was a big boy, and, and like like six foot four, and I'm obviously I'm six foot one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a couple of inches on me, but yeah, but if you look at that fight, it's scrappy and tenacious, and it, it was yeah, but but look at the sight, it was everything I could do to keep him off me. Yeah, I saw that. He was just on me and towering on me, and it was everything I could do to like hold his weight off. Yeah. And then as we were as we got through that fight, that Jordan Moashigeri, bang, it just came out of nowhere instinctively. And if you what, I was so hyped up that I punched him twice as well on his way down to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I got away with that. <laughs> So yeah, they, so my first two fights. How long did you? How long did you continue fighting after that? About ten years. I, okay. I stopped fight. I stopped fighting really early on. Um, I stopped fighting. But that's pretty. Ten uh, years is a good span, though. Well, yeah, yeah. From from what was it? So I was eighteen, but I'd still fought contact before eighteen because we'd had some little contact things uh, in the clubs where they were. You'd wear gloves. Uh, but you could fight full contact then. So I'd done a bit before then. But yeah, I was 18... No, a bit less than 10 years, because it was 2005. I think 2006 was my last tournament mm. that I fought in. So just under 10 years, so about eight years. Um, what was that? Do you remember which one that was? That The last tournament I fought in... It was, <laughs> it was either the British Open, which I won, or it was the the Welsh Open, which I did exactly the same thing again. Well, you knocked someone out in the face. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it might have been the Welsh Open, which is quite poetic because it's the same tournament. My first fight in the oh, same tournament went out the same way. in with a right hook, and I went out the same way I went in with the same thing, a right hook. But the guy I was fighting that day, I'd been fighting all day. I'd had extensions. Oh, I remember this story. Yeah. yeah, extensions in every round, and I was I was absolutely knackered, and I was just fighting on pure instinct. And I pulled his sleeve and caught him with a knee, and it was like on his way down, bang! And it's like ah. Oh. So I think it was either that the last one or the British. <laughs> how joking aside, how tall are you? Five eight. Five eight. Okay, so you're just a little bit shorter than me because on the video when I was looking, you do you look a lot bigger 
than uh, than I would have guessed. Like you, you're very even in those in the ones that you just um, the power one that you were doing. Yeah. Yeah, you're 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 very solid. You're a big dude. You look big. I, than... I'm big now because I, I'm quite broad and, and I've gone. You're you know, fat? what? Oh, yeah, fat. I'm fat, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but so when I was younger, no, I was. You always... look like you have big sledgehammers. I, I have got I have got big hands. I'm 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 forearms and calves. My calf is pretty much. Yeah, and same, your calves too. I saw that. Same same width as my thigh, pretty much. My calf is. <laughs> um, but I've all I've always been forearms and calves. Um, and it's only it's only in the last probably five years that I that I've filled out chest, shoulders, arms. Everything is filled out a bit more because I'm not doing I'm not as intense on the cardio. I'm not training to compete. I'm not. I'm not going crazy all the time, and I'm doing. Uh, I've never done weights before, so I'm doing weights as well you now. Did? I didn't know that. Never did weights. Never did weights. Oh, or only oh. only karate training. So for the last, well, not last year we were in COVID, but the year before I had a solid year of weights. Mm. Only twice a week, push and pull, and that was you know it was pushing all my chest out and shoulders started to pop, arms started, and it was like I'm good. And like I say, I'm hundred kilos now. Oh, wow. I, you know, I've got, but I've also got a bit of a belly on me as well. <laughs> no, I'm not fat, but I've, I've got a belly. I've got like You're a powerlifter. Yeah, I'm fat. <laughs> you, sound, <laughs> you sound like Susie. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a power, I've got a powerlifter's belly. I like to say powerlifter's yeah, right. belly. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and like, do you know what? But I can do everything I could do when I was 25. Mm-hmm. I can still do everything. I can flip over cars and flip over fences and do the splits. How's your flexibility? Do the splits, easy. Really? Yeah. I can still do the splits. Wow, that's good. Always been flexible, always been good. No problem hitting the, the high jaw that Mawashi carries. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel the extra weight, but I like the extra weight if I'm sparring. If I'm doing like jujitsu with the guys as well, I've got 100 kilos on them. Boom. So if I'm on top of them, elbow in belly or knee on belly they got a hundred kilos coming down on them that's interesting you say that like i don't have much experience from the jiu-jitsu side but even but just doing stand-up uh when i have more weight i feel more comfortable even though when i'm lighter i'm faster and i'm more evasive yeah. but, but when, you look, when you got weight you feel there's look something what, look what source i did what did source i say to izushi dashis eat get bigger get stronger yeah and, and, and people, again, I say this all the time, people have a fanciful view of karate and stuff, and they think they can train for years and years and years, not do the ancillary training mm-hmm. to get strong and think they're going to have effective techniques. Yeah. They won't. You have to have the strength to go behind the technique. Otherwise, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't do anything, to be honest. That's the thing with karate. It's not an overnight thing. You have to train. But then it's the same as a soldier. A soldier doesn't go, bang, there's your uniform. You're now a fully-fledged fighting, killing machine. Get out to war. No, there's, there's training. You have to train to do it. And it's the same with karate. You can't just jump into it and go, I'm a killing machine. You've got to train yourself. You've got to train your body, train your weapons. Make your tendons and your bones so that when you punch someone in the head, you don't break your knuckles and you don't break your fingers. You know, what's interesting, too, is also all that training and um, technique building up. It's not always just size and stuff like that, too. As you're talking about that, I think about like my Sensi Steve. So he's not a big guy. He's really not. I mean, he he's does have a guy, though, isn't he? Huh? Yeah, he's taller oh. than me. He's, he's at least 6'4", 
six feet six one um but he uh and he's but he's he's, he's pretty lean um he does have thick legs but one thing with him is his his leg kicks I, so I've been leg kicked by people a lot bigger than him that have not nearly the effect that his kicks have. Like from all, I don't know if it's all the years experience and stuff, he drops that thing like a, like a well, I, I, I would sledgehammer. He's, and it's, he's, it's got a bit, he's got a long limb. When you see it doing his jaw than Yokogeti, he's got a long limb. Well, he's amazing flexibility, amazing technique, but he's all, it's just something about the like years of of, 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 of forging that weapon, the the way that he drops that dead weight in. It's it's really fantastic. Like the, the little intricacies that I don't think people really appreciate. Like they just think you're just throwing a kick. There's so yeah. much more than you're throwing a kick. There's a lot, even with the punches, mind. There were, yes. I've all, I've always been a big hitter. I've, all, mm. I've always been fairly powerful when I hit. Um, but there's, there's, there's a load of biomechanics that go into it. Exactly. It's not, exactly. it's not just, oh, he can bang. It's like, well, yeah, when, when I bang, it comes from my ankles. It comes all the way up into my legs, into my hips. Bang! Then it comes up into the arm. The arm's the last thing to move. Exactly that. Ex yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you should teach, teach as well. It is difficult to teach. It, it, it is it's because I naturally yeah, do it now. Dog barking to the door down there. It's <laughs> crazy. I naturally do it now as well. And when you naturally do something, it's difficult to break it down to teach to someone else because you don't act. You don't actually know all the bits that are firing and everything you're doing. That's that's you know that's so interesting because I thought that like even on like here or actually more so on the martial way thing when I'm talking to people who have been doing it forever what i've noticed is that people who have been doing it since childhood especially if they're like someone's like sensei steve was naturally just amazing kicker uh or sensei darren who has this amazing technique i find people like that it's almost harder for them to teach what they're doing because it is so intuitive it's just it's just you know how how, how can you teach that it's as it's just it, how they it, are i mean there's, there's obviously not there's obviously a lot of natural talent there as well so yeah. although you can teach it you can't teach that natural talent yeah exactly. which is there so yeah. like I, i'll be showing someone something um and i'll tell them oh you need to do you need to do a b and c that's what they get the power but they're nowhere near the power Right. And then my, my friend was watching me, who, who's a very clever guy, Mark, and he was breaking it. And he's very good at breaking things down and teaching it. And he was, look, and he was like, yeah, but you, you look, when you do it, you've got that weight transition. You've right. got that shift that the so subtle, you've got that, excuse me, that shift in weight that you're not telling them. And it's like, well, I, I'm, I don't know that I'm doing That's it. Thing, I don't right? know what I'm doing when I hit, to be honest. I know I hit hard, but I don't, I don't exactly know why. I hit so hard. Yeah, so it almost takes an outside person or an outside view to, to analyze it and look at it. It really does, because I don't think people like yourself or people who have been doing it for a long time, you're aware of all those little biomechanic yeah. things that you're doing. And you think how much is developed the same with the same with the kick in, you know, Jordan Mawashi Gary's, you can either do them or you can't. I find them quite quite natural, quite nice, quite good. Shiro Mawashi's probably my favorite kick nice and easy super fast we've been doing them since i was 10 12 exactly so 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 it's built up and and you know my, my body can do it it just it just bangs it a lot of it's psychological too 
like people will put in their head, well, I, I'm, I'm or I'm older, whatever. I can't do that. I, I, I just can't do it. So they almost talk themselves out of it. It's almost like what yeah. we're talking about with the training thing, actually. Like, yeah, talk themselves out. Like yourself out of it. Um, but what I find with them, like like Susie used to do that. She'd be like, I can't, she, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then she'd do it. Oh, but I'm like, I can't do it. And then she'd do it again. I'm like, but you're fucking doing it. Right. You're telling me you can't do it as you were doing it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that can be detrimental if you don't have someone like you there telling you you're doing it. Because you will. You'll talk yourself out of it. It is. It is. Uh, even so, uh, flexibility is the same way, too. People get yeah. really caught up in their flexibility and don't realize how much of it is the brain connected to like I, I was doing a lot of research into flexibility over the past year and I found it really interesting how our brains are connected to our central nervous system you know all that kind of stuff it's it's a safety so if you're doing like say uh, just a regular side split a really weird fact I learned if you were unconscious and you were like just a cadaver basically unconscious I could take your legs and go put them out full split so why can't you do it when you're conscious and awake? Because you start to feel that pain and you think that it's going to snap. Exactly. So the the, old, yeah. the uh, reptilian brain kicks in and like... So what you're saying is the best way to teach my students is to knock them out first. Exactly. Good night, folks. I, I, get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no. we do. But, but like, what, what was I hearing on before? I was hearing on something before. Our mind... Uh, you know, the human body, the human brain is designed to protect us. Yes. So when, so when something is hard, the brain says, no, 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 stop doing that. I'm going to send all this pain to all these receptors to tell you to stop because we need to survive. That's, that's what we need to do. Exactly. So it, it can be very hard to do these things with fear and doing stuff because your body's trying to protect itself and it won't let you put yourself in danger. That's what the fear is as well. And it's at a subconscious level. You may think you're the bravest guy or gal or whatever. It has nothing to do with that. It's what the lizard brain is thinking underneath. Yeah. It's in there. It like, we are. We, we are. We're millions of years old. That's what I was just going to say. Like we were in caves at one point. We're worried about if there was something going to come out and grab us. Yeah. So. That's all we That's all we had to worry about. What is going to try and eat us today? Exactly. Now we have to worry about, well, what watch am I going to wear with what suit? Oh my God. I don't even know. <laughs> I know. I was actually watching a video today, a guy talking about diets and it was pretty hilarious. I wish I could remember his, his uh, YouTube channel. Maybe I'll put it in there cause he's, he's amazing. But it, it made me thinking about that too. Like people are always talking about like your different meals that a day and stuff. There was a point in history where we ate once a day if we were lucky. <laughs> yeah. No wonder you were like storing and lean. You didn't, and you didn't see fat caveman. No. <laughs> Exactly. Man. What am I going to have for breakfast today? <laughs> like, and when we're talking earlier about procrastination, oh my, you should same thing. Try, to, try to decide what I'm going to have to eat. Same I'm thing. like in the mornings, I'm like, right, eat like a king for breakfast, start my day off protein. I don't fancy eggs. Can I be bothered to cook bacon? Uh, I don't think I can be bothered to cook bacon. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm there for 30 minutes trying to decide what to have for breakfast. <laughs> it's terrible. And then I'll be, and then I'll be like, yeah, I'll have egg, but I'll have a fucking Easter egg instead. Bang. Chocolate egg. <laughs> That's my breakfast started. Okay, you're not giving a good impression to people. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm naturally fit, so it's all right. <laughs> I've, I've anyway, been... we... Go ahead. Go on, go on. 
I, I, been, I was going to say, I've always been pretty naturally lean and fit until I would say the last year or so. So I'm, I'm 50. I'll be 51 in May. Uh, I read at a 52 year old level, though. Look at you. You're ripped and slender. <laughs> no, but I do, I do. I've been noticing more. So things have been changing. But one thing I do. So I used to I used to play with different diets and stuff. And I I started just kind of like listening. What do I intuitively? I don't like eating breakfast. I'm just not a breakfast person. So I'm like, why do I try to like force that on myself? So I actually don't even eat until midday or, or after. Um, and it just became, so I guess I'm intermittent fasting. Yeah. But it's just what I naturally like and naturally do. And it works for me. Uh, I, I don't eat a lot, to be honest. And that's probably, but what I do drink is I drink Red Bull in the day because I'm at work in, I'm out on the go, I'm in the van, I'm in and out. So I'm on yeah. the road. I might grab a sandwich or a bit of crap or some stuff like that. Yeah. How many Red Bulls um, are you down? Uh, oh, Jesus. More, <laughs> yeah, a lot more than I should. Really? But any, anyone, anyone that, I don't even know what, any, what's in it. It's uh, caffeine. Oh, it's a lot full of caffeine. Of all sorts of shit. Really? Yeah, it's not good for you. But I don't like I don't like coffee. Huh? I hate the taste of coffee. What? I can't. I cannot stand. Listen, I want to be a cool kid, and I want to be able to drink coffee. Right? I would love to go up and say, "Oh, I'll have a mug of chocolate frappuccino, please." <laughs> I can't stand the taste of it, honestly. Even coffee sweets, I can't stand it. So my, you know, a can of Red Bull is my cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, and I will, I'll have like three a day. Jesus. So you're just on jet fuel all day. Yeah, and I'm quite sensitive to caffeine. (laughs) Oh my God. So I drink them in the day. And then, so I'll have a big meal in the night, which is not good, really. I don't eat much in the day. And when I get home, I'll have a, yeah, but when I say in the night, I mean like sometimes I'll have a big meal at like 10 o'clock. I disagree. See, this is what I'm getting at. Because you're not during the day, I mean, yeah, you're getting caffeine and everything's whatever. Yeah. And um, a packet of chocolate obnobs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I think it's good that you're only, you, you put meals together just tight little compartment because you'd rest of the day. Like your body's living off it, so I think it's good. I don't know. Yeah, you're yeah. not fat. I mean, I was joking. You're fat. You're not fat. Well, I'm, I've got, I've got, and what is this? A sugar. As I'm forty as well now, my body's not processing that sugar, and I've got a sweet tooth. I like sweets. I like oh, do you? chocolate. I'm not a yeah, big, I've got. I'm, I've never been. I've got a terrible sweet tooth. Anyone that knows me knows that. So, like, I have a sweet tooth. I eat chocolate, right? So it's all sugar. Um, and because we're not training like we used to train at the moment, yeah. it's all it's on my belly. But I tell you what, I noticed today since I've been doing my little burby challenge, um, I, I I can see a change. I can start to see some abs come back a little bit. Oh, cool. Because I've just been smashing it. I've been smashing the burpees and training and, and still doing my other stuff. Right. So I'm like, yeah, I want to keep doing it. So pretty much I want to, I just did, a, I smashed it a hundred now before we, before we did, a, before we came on. So I'm changing it now from doing like the, the thousands a month to, I'd like to do a hundred burpees every other day, just two sets of 50. How far along are you in the challenge now? Well, I am on... 1,700. And for the kids listening, what's the challenge? Tell them. Well, it was two. Well, the challenge was 3,000 burpees for February, but we didn't come into it. (laughs) From my wife, yeah. But we didn't come into it till a week after, till a week into the the challenge. So I said, well, I'm not not going to do 3,000. I haven't got a time to do them. Uh, And it's the thing of, I don't want want to mess myself up to interfere with my other training that I love. 
So I, when I want to go and do a bag work session, I don't want to potentially not be as good at that because I've smashed my shoulders from doing a thousand burpees. That's just an excuse, isn't it? I was just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> do you see what? Do you see how good I am at it? I can yeah. teach people how to make excuses. <laughs> this poor woman that asked the question off the top of this. <laughs> well, I, I can t- I can give you advice on how to get out of training, but make it look like you really want to train. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. All right, so yeah, got- I, I'm feeling the change. I'm feeling the good. So back back to our question on it, right? Uh, how do you stay motivated? It's tough times at the moment because we haven't got things open. But I I would always make arrangements with people. I get training partners and be like, do you want to go training on such and such time? Because when you got someone that is meeting you there, you can't pull out. You can't go, oh, do you know why I don't feel like it? So I won't go today. I'll go tomorrow. You've got to go because you've got to meet your partner. So I've always tried to have a couple of training partners. So, you know, I'm getting a couple of sessions a week. If one pulls out or things change, I'm at least having a few sessions a week. Yeah, my advice to her would be, even if you're feeling dog tired, just like my partner says to me, <clears throat> afterwards you're gonna you're gonna appreciate it always because the endorphins start kicking in you always feel best better best drug ever after you trained and, and don't forget a shitty session is better than no session exactly so even if you go there and you go through the motions and you do a bit and you get a little bit of a sweat on that's better than not going and then your next session will be 100 times better exactly all right, let's wrap it up, man. I think we've rambled on. Uh, oh, we, we've talked all sorts of shit tonight. I know. We've gone everywhere. <laughs> well, this is, well, well. I, I hope we've answered your question, Theo. Yeah, exactly. Anybody but else tell you have what, any more, drop us a question. What we should do, you've seen like uh, Mike Tyson does his hot boxing. Yeah. <laughs> we should just get drunk and yes. just do episodes. <laughs> Hammered. <laughs> We should get drunk, have a bottle of wine before we start, and then just talk crap. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Right. Good chat, guys. We shall see you on the next episode. Cut.